Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarakpuri We continue on page 184 Digging the Trench When the news of the coalition reached Medina the Prophet peace be upon him conferred with his companions as to strategy The Muslims being so heavily outnumbered it was imperative that they come up with an impenetrable defense Salman al-Farsi advised that the Muslims should dig a trench to keep the enemy away and everyone approved of the suggestion Medina was naturally fortified on three fronts with volcanic plains and granite hills to the east west and south the city was exposed only on the north from where the enemy forces could launch an assault Therefore the prophet peace be upon him chose to fortify that front he marked the narrowest spot stretching between the east and west and covering a distance of about 1 mile both belts were connected at the spot by the trench in the west the trench began from the north of the salai hills and joined the end of the easterly belt at shehan The prophet divided his men into units of 10 with each unit responsible for digging 40 cubits. He himself participated in in the task of digging the trench and carrying loads of earth. It was a massive undertaking and the Muslims worked steadily. Their morale soared as they relied on their faith in Allah and their devotion to his prophet peace be upon him for moral sustenance. The companions sang praises of Allah and the prophet joined in. When the prophet sang the companions responded they bore with quiet heroism the rigorous hardships before them particularly the biting cold and gnawing hunger. A handful of barley was procured and cooked in rancid foul smelling fat. Swallowing the food was a challenge in itself. Once the men went to the prophet peace be upon him complaining of debilitating hunger As proof each showed him a slab of stone tied to his belly to stave off the hunger pangs the prophet lifted his shirt tied to his abdomen were two slabs of stone the pagans had clamored for miracles to confirm the divine nature of the prophet's message allah had sent them signs that they ignored During the excavation of the trench Allah sent the Muslims several signs of his grace signs that increased their faith and sustained them through adversity On one occasion Jabir bin Abdullah could not bear to see the prophet assailed by severe hunger he slaughtered an ewe and his wife ground about 2 and 1/2 kilos of barley he then went to the prophet peace be upon him and discreetly invited him and a few of the prophet's companions the prophet peace be upon him accepted the invitation but brought everyone along all 1000 of them Everyone ate until he was full but the pot remained replete and the bread continued to bake unchecked Similarly once the sister of Nu'man bin Bashir took a handful of dates for her father and maternal uncle the prophet peace be upon him took the dates and scattered them on a cloth he then called all the men as they worked away at the trench each of them ate to his full and left but the dates kept multiplying and could barely be contained within the cloth The soil the men encountered was rocky and obdurate. Jabir and his group struck a particularly rocky patch that failed all the efforts. The problem was brought to the notice of the Prophet peace be upon him, and as he struck it with his pick, it crumbled into a mount of pliant sand. 
other obstacles became oracles with Allah's grace. Bara and his unit came across a large rock. The Prophet, peace be upon him, knelt and said Bismillah before he used his pick. A piece of the rock came loose with a light emerging from it. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allahu Akbar, the keys of Syria have been given to me, and right now I see its red castle. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then struck a second blow with his pick and received tidings of the imminent victory over Persia. The last blow signified the conquest of Yemen. In this way, the entire rock was demolished, with each blow bringing the Muslims hope. While the Muslims concentrated on defense, the Quraysh and their followers arrived with an army of 4,000 men, 300 horses and 1,000 camels. Abu Sufyan rode proudly as the commander-in-chief of the Allied forces and their standard-bearer was Uthman bin Talha Abdari. They camped at a spot between Jarf and Zahaba. Opening another front, Banu Hatvan and the 6,000 followers, the men of Najd, pitched camp at the end of the Nakami Valley in the foothills of Mount Ohud. The arrival of the two large armies so close to the walls of Medina posed an enormous threat to the Muslims. Allah mentions the mammoth military coalition in Surah Al-Ahzab. Behold, they marched upon you from above and below, and then your eyes spun around and your hearts leapt to your throats. You began to doubt Allah's plan, yet in this was a trial for the believers and an immense jolt. Chap Surah 33, verse 10 and 11. But Allah Almighty kept the believers firm on that occasion. He says in the Holy Quran, When the believers saw the confederate forces, they said, This is what Allah and His Messenger promised us, and Allah and His Messenger have told us the truth. And it only increased their faith and their submission to Him. Surah 33, verse 22 However, the hypocrites among the Muslims were fearful and querulous. They said, Allah and His Messenger have promised us nothing but delusions. Chapter 33, verse 12 Once again, the Prophet, peace be upon him, appointed Ibn Umm Muktum, caretaker of Medina, and sent the women and children to take shelter in forts. He then set out with 3,000 men and fortified his troops, keeping their backs to Mount Salah. In front was the trench that stood between the Muslims and unbelievers. The pagans arrogantly advanced towards Medina and the Muslims. As they approached, they caught sight of the trench and stopped in confusion. A novel device, a wily ruse, Abu Sufyan exclaimed in amazement. This trick is totally unknown to the Arabs. Overwhelmed with fury, the pagans set about trying to find a point where they could cross the trench, but the Muslim archers kept them at bay. A hail of arrows showered the pagans so that they could neither leap across the trench nor fill it with earth. The Quraysh had no alternative way to lay siege to Medina. Every morning they came out and attempted to cross the trench while the Muslims guarded every inch of the border and greeted them with arrows and stones. The polytheists made several fruitless attempts to cross the trench and spent days huddled together trying to devise ways to launch the assault. The Muslims, for their part, were equally determined to make them give up. So intent were they in protecting their lines that the Prophet, peace be upon him and his companions, missed several prayers and offered them late, around or after sunset, for at that point the prayer in times of fear had not yet been ordained upon the Muslims. Finally, one day, a party of the pagan Kalvaldi, comprising Amr bin Abu Wud, 
Ikrama ibn Abidal, Darar bin Hatab, and a few others managed to vault over the trench at a narrow spot, while their horses pranced around between the trench and Mount Salah. From another side, Ali sprung forward along with a few Muslims, and by capturing the point of entry, they cut off the pagans' route of escape. Amr bin Abu Wood, a ruthless and fearsome warrior, challenged Ali to combat. Ali provoked Amr's anger with his taunts, and he alighted from his horse. The two adversaries fought and jostled, thrust and parried, but ultimately Ali Rajallahu an put Amr to the sword. The rest of the polythus darted back to the horses. They were so disconcerted that Ikrama left his lance trying to flee, and Nofal bin Abdullah fell into the trench and was put to death by the Muslims. At the end of the skirmish, ten pagans and six Muslims lay dead. An arrow hit Sa'id bin Mu'ad and his jugular vein was severed, but miraculously he survived his injury. He had prayed to Allah to preserve his life only if the decisive battle against the Quraysh was yet to be fought. His other supplication had been to stay alive, to see the destruction of Banu Quraida, and as we shall see, his prayer was answered. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarakpuri. If you'd like to listen to this and other podcasts on this book reading, please go to vocfm.iono.fm and click on the book reading channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.